You are listening to High School Five and where real talk is our vernacular. I just want to say that Aaron is using the same analytical research that Leonardo DiCaprio did for Django. And he's like, what part of Texas is he from? Where's Mama from? Nigeria? And he had the best Mandingo fighters in all of that movie. He had the best Mandingo fighters. You're doing the same analytics. I'm I'm watching you, Aaron. And that's what Jake Paul is doing. Jake Paul out here setting up, getting all these former football and basketball players to be Mandingo fighters for his little shitty ass undercard, which people sign contracts where he can't even get knocked out. And he over here setting up Mandingo fighting, dude. Every undercard is two athletes going against each other, two black <laughs> athletes. It's just Mandingo fighting all over again. He ain't fooling me. I'll let you, Jerry. You go ahead and listen to Tanisha Coates. Who? But you know whatever his name is, whatever his mama didn't name him. All right, that's a magic moment. You Tanishi? go ahead and listen to Tanisha Coates and all these other black celebrities approving of Mandingo fighting. All right. Well, uh, y'all gonna watch this fight? No. 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 <laughs> I I I do not understand why people love Waffle House. That place Man. is. Because it's the only place that's open 24 hours that you can sit all 24 hours and not get kicked out of. That's a yeah. true statement. There was a person what? that that recently was trying to do a 24-hour challenge in, in the Waffle House, right? <laughs> yeah, for that uh, fantasy football. He lost and the loser yeah, the had to... He played every hour for 24 straight hours. He had to stay... Well, here's the thing. It's I think it's an hour for every waffle he ate, right? He ate like 12 waffles to try to subtract the time in there. The waffles he, aren't even good. No. <laughs> the crazy thing, he said at one point he was the only person in the restaurant, including the workers. He couldn't find out <laughs> Always something like that at the Waffles, which is also why I don't understand why yeah. no. I love so much. It's, it's like so, you're looking behind the counter. Mm-hmm. People have like, no teeth that are working back there. My sister's last Waffle House story was, man, the woman bought us our water with her fingers in, oh holding four God. cups of water like this, and all her <laughs> fingers are in the water. Uh, did you hear the story about the guy who went to Waffle House and the employee they had like one employee there. He was sick, so he cooked his own food. I have definitely either seen somebody doing that on the internet or I've heard that story. But yeah, because he, he followed, yeah, he videotaped himself. Yes, I his think own I food. saw that. Just last month, there was a, a, a customer at a Waffle House in Atlanta claimed that uh, one of the employees pulled a gun uh, over a dispute of how their eggs was improperly cooked. <laughs> That's not, that's not why, like Waffle House. Why are people still going there? <laughs> I, I remember being in home. there one night, like, you know, after a late night of being out partying or whatever, always like packed with one cook and like one waitress. And this little girl came in, no shoes on. She was probably like nine years old and she's carrying this baby carrier with the baby in it. She puts <laughs> the baby carrier on top of the counter. It says to the waitress, my mama said we can't take care of your baby no more. And then just left. <laughs> that sound like the, the sound like a Waffle House. Yes. No, it sounds like the Waffle House is employing people who need to be employed, who need a job. So, you know, I'm going to give them a little bit of love and a little credit. No, that's 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 a true <laughs> statement as well. But that is that is not a good look for other people who are trying to eat. <laughs> no, no, no. But good, you brought your ass in I, there in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes. I, I, need, I need other stores to have that quality like Best Buy when you're trying to find just someone to ring you up. Mm-hmm. Not something, not food that's going into my body. <laughs> yeah. No, so the Waffle House challenge, the, the penalty for the challenge. Yeah, so every, you're in there for 24 hours straight. Every waffle you 
finish is an hour deducted from the challenge or from the punishment. So yeah, we might have to do that for 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 your fantasy league, Aaron. For your fantasy, you know, uh, in the future. League. But there's no Waffle Houses out here. I know. Where are you gonna go? Uh, there's a there's a international house of waffle. pancakes. Our, yeah, I, our versions mm. of Waffle House, International House of Pancakes. Well, they have the lots of beautiful stuff. wide women in there. I think I've been there once in the last fifteen years. Yeah. Pedro's probably been recently. Pedro, how's International House of uh, Pancakes now? It's not like Waffle House. Waffle House, <laughs> like the quick, uh, fast food, hole in the wall, greasy spoon. At the Waffle House, you'll find a lot of scallywags. <laughs> <laughs> criminals, you know, early in the morning. Working trying, there or eating? No, eating, trying to sober up. You'll find a lot of truck drivers. you find um, people that look like me in there. International uh, House of Pancakes, IHOP, is like a classy restaurant when it compares to Walmart. Dang. Like, that's somebody, not a good comparison. They, they, they greet you at IHOP. Waffle House to be like, don't sit over there. That dude got shot there last week. <laughs> the investigation. Oh They're still investigating. They're still investigating. So that that, that booth is cordoned off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're still open, but you got to sit over here by the stove. That is not a free plate of food. Forensics not matter, done with it. <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, when you finish, when you finish, with your plate, can you come over here and work this shit? <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, y'all ready to start the show? Let's yeah, do it. Yet? Yeah, you know, we started you know, a nice little talk about the South, a little talk about, you know, stealing ice cream bars and Fruitopia from the college <laughs> <laughs> dining commons. I don't understand you stored all those ice cream bars. Like, yeah, well, I, had, yeah. I had a mini ever, fridge. Yeah, yeah. But you can only put like three ice cream bars in there. No, 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 we had a yes, mini they fridge. they never really froze anything. Oh, no, no, we had the little freezer compartment that, that actually did yeah, do a good job freezing. Yeah, that barely worked. It yeah, would freeze everything work. on the top shelf too, so you could only put things on the top <laughs> shelf that you'd uh, okay. have that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's start the show. Well, um, <clears throat> welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score Five One Zero podcast. You can catch us at High Score Five One Zero on the Instagram, the YouTube, and at Hipster Horcrux on the Twitter. Um, you can also check us out on our Patreon at patreoncom backslash High Score Five One Zero. And we are here with this is AG Three. Coming at you faster than I don't even know what I'm coming at you faster. Coming at you faster than daylight saving times ruining my health. <laughs> you want to go embarrass yourself with this thing? Embarrass myself. Hey, my family, my children, my mother can hold her head up in any neighborhood in the city where she walks down the block. See? In all the five boroughs, I'm known. Forget about it. I'm known all over the fucking world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forget about it. Let's go. Mobile I gave you some true. new sound bites. You didn't get Sen- the new sound bites? Which one? What's the new one you sent me? You, you no, I, was, I told you to um, uh, the capture wear a mask. It- wear a well, mask. Yo, mask. Oh, yeah. He, he sent you a burnt <laughs> copy of uh, Parliament <laughs> Funkadelic. Talking about some, some, a new sound bite. Uh, <laughs> and we are here with everybody's favorite uh, truck driver. And your friendly captain, Captain P. Funk, coming at you faster than Jared on the internet. <laughs> you wasn't even around to hear us complain about that. Hear me complain about him on the internet. Hey, hold on, hold on now. I'm over here doing my thing on this internet. Hold on, here we go. Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. And we are here with our special guest. Yes, I'm Dr. Reverend Quinn Perry. 
Coming at you faster than I have no idea what I should be filling in the blank with. Great idea. <laughs> After I heard you're coming on the internet, I felt like uh, <laughs> that, that's, that solidified that one for me. So, you know. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> and my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. And here's my sound bite that I was trying to give to one of y'all, but uh, we gonna see, we gonna see. <laughs> Obviously, there's only so many pastures they can have. And if that, their pastures Al Sharpton right now, that's fine, but then that's it. We don't want any more black pastures coming in here or other Jesse Jackson, whoever was in, was in here earlier this week, sitting with the victim's family, trying to influence a jury in this case. And I'm not saying the state is even aware that Mr. Sharpton was in the courtroom. I certainly wasn't aware of it. That's hilarious. Man. That was hilarious when I saw that. I, I don't like, need oh no more God, black dude. pastors in here. <laughs> like, you know that like fool is from New York, or he's from like Staten Island or something like that. Originally? See, yeah, and that tells me he. You know what? That he reminds me a lot of you, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off with a quick news story, a news story, and then we're gonna get to our movie review. So, in news this week, in news, a Vienna brothel. And Vienna, Austria, is offering 30 minutes of free time with one of their agents, or whatever, I don't know what you call them, <laughs> if you get your vaccination on site there. Wow. Fun Palast, a brothel in Vienna, has opted to inject enthusiasm into their sales and into their patronage by helping out the COVID community and injecting his clientele on site and then offering them 30 minutes free afterwards. So what do you guys think about that? You're going to need three shots. <laughs> you know, I'll sign up for it because I'm having a hard time getting my goddamn booster. I was one of the first people that I, that, that, that probably Pedro and Jared know to get vaccinated. I've been vaccinated since January of last mm. year and I can't get a damn booster in my life depending on it. That's because you don't go to Walmart. Man, I tried to sign up online. Does a booster count for 30 minutes or do I only get 15? That's what I was asking. I said it, man. If it's a booster, I'll be there. I think the, boost, the booster is the 30 minutes. That's what I'll go ahead <laughs> I think I need more information about what this 30 minutes entails. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people know how to waste that, that extra time in the beginning. Right. Like, what's, what, what's, I mean... Yeah, I I don't know through experience, but I don't like when people come in wasting time in the beginning. <laughs> like we ain't talking. My 30 minutes is running. Let's go. <laughs> Does the 30 minutes count as part of that shower you got to take when you first get there? Yeah, I think that's that's got to be it. They're checking you in for 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And they probably going to count the booster time, too, if you, you get in the shop. And then, is, I mean, is this 30 minutes part of the wait around to make sure you don't have a reaction? They still do that. They still do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, remember they were making you get your shot and then you had to sit in line or sit for 30 minutes to make sure you didn't have an adverse reaction or faint. Do they know mouth-to-mouth resuscitation are the people that work in there that you get your 30 minutes with? Do they know that mouth-to-mouth? They they know better mouth-to-mouth than the people that I did CPR training with a couple of weeks ago. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) That that thing, man, everybody was talking during my work CPR training. I I would trust these women at the our men at this brothel more than I would trust anyone at that that job. <laughs> apparently, apparently Fun Palast uh, had seen a market drop um, because of the regulations and mandates. And so they saw a, a, like a 50% drop in their clientele and they were struggling. And so they saw it as an opportunity 
as a kind of clever marketing idea, and it's become a, a very serious operation now. They said last week on Monday, they had over 150 people get vaccinated on site alone. <laughs> That's a lot of free time. I mean, Ooh. I just, I really need some more information on that's, this. Like, it, 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 it's like that's that, 75 that's hours that. of free work. No, that's, that's too much free work. That is slavery. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, I, I mean, I need to, I, I just need to know, there's gotta be something. It's like some, like the two drink minimum at the, at the bar, or, you know, at the, at the, at the comedy club or something where you're getting that free comedy, but you gotta pay for, something like, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like i feel like the employees at the fun palace my uh, union might agree with this might have worked out the details that's what i that's what i'm sticking to in my head oh my is there any way is this only for the one in vienna they don't have it for any fun palace and like maybe let's say czech republic or Hungary. i don't know is fun palace the chain <laughs> like they got franchise that's all i want to know is it chain because i mean vienna isn't like a I, I don't think anybody's breaking down the door to fly in for tourism there for that kind of tourism. Uh, <laughs> Vienna in the winter time. Yeah. yeah, I'm not certain. I'm not certain, but uh, I feel as it's um, helping to increase the amount of people that are vaccinated and out and able to, you know, engage in society and, and commerce in their city. So it's going over twofold for them where they're they're helping their community continue to grow and, you know, break out from this pandemic and getting them in there for that first 30 minutes that then turns into probably like $10 a minute after that. So, you know what I'm saying? They're able to stimulate they, they pocketbooks a little bit. And, you know, maybe yeah. they might, they might, you know, they might have a friend, you know, the traumatic uh, event for somebody getting their, getting their shot and then they get to hang out with one of them beautiful white Vietnamese. That's another great question. So can you come with like two people? Like, let's say you bring your 16 year old uh, son or something. You're like, you know what? He's too young for this, but he's going to get vaccinated. I'm going to add his 30 minutes to mom. <laughs> well, you know, five to 12 year olds got approved to get vaccinated in the States. So you can bring that baby. We're going to send him live. We're getting vaccinated. Uh -huh. I'm going to leave, him, I'm leave my kid with the babysitter with the nine year old from the Waffle House <laughs> right here and use his 30 minutes, use his hour. Oh my God. Uh, oh, That's shit. terrible. Come here. on. Aaron, you're gonna be the first nigga with 38 booster shots. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you was on here. Oh yeah, we got a Darius in here looking like poet from Oz. How you doing, brother? Oh nothing. I'm painting my house. I'm like doing some work right now. You know, but I have to drop in to say what's up to the coonery. <laughs> yeah, man. Was uh, poet the one in the wheelchair? No, nah, no, nah, that was the one that was nah. Always... He talking about mum. He talking about mum, the dude yeah. that passed away recently. Oh, he did. Did he? Oh yeah, R.I.P. Mums the schemer man. He passed away recently. Ah shit. Mal Mal. His name was in it. Preacher or something. Preacher was the one in the in the wheelchair, right? Yeah, he could he couldn't go to that court case either. Another not that nickname. Adam, I got Adam BC energy today though. Yeah, Adam BC energy. Uh oh, hold on to your butt. I would, I would, I would. I, 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 or someone I know would fuck you in the ass, Jared. I, I don't know which one, but me or someone I know, I, I don't know which one. That's the hype I'm on. And then I'll, and then I'll take your plate. <laughs> now you got warm buns and nothing to eat. Oh man. We're talking about a uh, fun palace. It's a, it's a brothel in Vienna. And if you get your um, vaccine. Oh shot, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I heard. Yeah, you can get 30 minutes free. So Aaron, Aaron's about to start taking his nieces and nephews there to get they they, they shot so he can add they 30 minutes onto his. 
<laughs> they too old. They already got their shots. So that's the problem when you're the youngest in a big family. They too old. I need son. I only got one niece. I only gained 30 minutes. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to do our the good, the bad, and the WTF of The Harder They Fall. The Harder They Fall is a Western, uh, a black Western movie that came out. And uh, let's go around the table and uh, let's everyone give something that they thought was good. So the good. Quinn, Quinn, you are an actual like, you know what I'm saying, movie person that actually, you know what I'm saying, has studied movies and actually understands movies more than we do. We just look at colors and explosions and just like <laughs> see things. So Quinn, what was your good observation from The Harder They Fall? Oh, well, I personally loved it. I thought it was excellent. I really loved the way that it looked. I love any movie where you can tell that the people that are making it are enjoying making it. I mean, and I love I love comedies where you can tell that, you know, people that when they're writing them, that they're laughing when they're writing it and they think they, that they think that they're really funny. And I think that, you know, James Samuel, when he was making this movie, he thought it was he, he was really enjoying kind of putting it together and, and conceptualizing how he was going to do his shots and stuff. There's a lot of sort of like unexpected things that happen. You know, the plot is unexpected. That that turn that we get at the end, I don't know that anybody really saw that coming, which is hard to do nowadays. I love how they address having white people use the word nigger. Mm-hmm. I thought that was genius. I really, really loved White Town. I just absolutely, you know, was cracking up as soon as as soon as we made our way over there. It's beautiful um, white sand and white buildings. They have white sand. <laughs> <laughs> it was the whitest place on earth. So watching Delroy Lindo walk down the street as the baddest motherfucker that ever lived. I mean, I was just cracking up. It was hilarious. It had just the right amount of humor, just the right amount of art with a capital A. Great representation. Was, I loved it. Cool. Yeah. One thing I noticed was they shot it in, I don't know what kind of film they used to shoot it, but it had kind of that grainy texture from like the old Westerns mm. vibe. It wasn't super crisp, especially in those uh-huh. bigger, more panning shots. You could see that kind of grainy uh, feel. And, and I had bought some old like spaghetti Westerns and when mm. I was watching them, I, you know, had it reminded me of watching some of those old, you know, kind of mm-hmm. more grainy uh, long shots that you would see. So, um, yeah. All right. Pedro, what is your good observation from the movie? Of course I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, Quinn says something. I didn't realize that that kind of drew me to it. It kept my attention. It was the film work, the, the colors, even, even the colors with the grain and everything. Like you said, Jared, kind of had that old school feel. So it drew me in. Uh, the beginning scene, I was like, that was cold. I was like, I actually, I see the beginning scene. I was like, man, that that was really cold. Were you triggered when he spit on that beautiful chicken? You know, I don't, I don't remember that part. But I don't remember that either. That's what happened when you forced to watch a movie fast. Yeah, you remember shit. You can't really watch it how you want to watch. No, it. but yeah, I I enjoy I enjoyed the beginning scene, the action scenes. Like, like they didn't cheap out on that. Like when the guys was getting shot. How they would fly. It was it was more, it was a lot of color to that. Some of the older films they used the dry shot where guys just falling out. No, I kind of see what how they were trying to make art out of it with the blood splatter and everything. So I, I absolutely love that part. That was dope. 
don't know. It, it was it did something to me where it kept my attention. Like the only Western I used to get used to was the ones my dad watched, and that was Clint Eastwood. And to me, it felt like Clint Eastwood to me. It was like a bunch of bunch of Western heroes. So okay. have you all seen that uh new Clint Eastwood Western? Hi Macho. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it yet. Was um, it thumb up, thumb down, or what? I I, uh, I laughed through that whole one too, but I don't think I was supposed to be laughing. Hundred and ten year old man beating up <laughs> groups of Mexican guys that are in their twenties. Well, that's a dream come true. I, the, a lot of people he gonna make a lot of money off of that. There's a lot of old white men that has dreams about going down to Arizona near where they should have built the wall and beat up a bunch of Mexican people. That's exactly. I mean, it it really requires a big suspension of belief. I thought I was watching an Avengers movie or something, watching people fly. <laughs> Cry <laughs> macho. Yeah, that was outrageous. That's what happened every time I watch a Liam Nielsen movie. I'm like, is this science fiction? <laughs> I know this motherfucker can't get his leg that high. I can barely get my leg above my knee. And I'm way younger than his ass. He was throwing punches. They were taking like five minutes to connect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could tell, yeah. I'm like, did they go out and get a stuntman that's his age? <laughs> Come on. Aaron, what was a, a good from the movie for you? Uh, you know, it, what was the good, the bad, and the ugly? I'm just saying that in reference oh, to good. spaghetti restaurants. Because uh-huh. it was good. You know what? From the uh, Not the opening scene, but the first where that wasn't a flashback. That was when I realized it was uh, more of a spaghetti Western when the first person got shot and he go flying across the goddamn screen. And I said, "Okay, this spaghetti Western, I can relax a little bit now, even though I'm under the pressure to watch this before the show happened. Right. (laughs) I grew up watching a lot of Westerns. Jared, no, from the time him and Brandon stayed at my parents' house and my dad's he either going to have a mash or a Western. Mm. That's all he watches. And so I grew up watching spaghetti Westerns. The non-spaghetti ones, the ones I hated with John Wayne, killing every Indian person around from the original Zorro, uh, the old school Zorro, where it was like a TV series. We watched Zorro. Yeah. Uh, the Lone Ranger series. So we watched all restaurants was our thing. So it was nice. It was a nice, you know, I was like, wow, this is a real, they made a good spaghetti Western. And not only did it keep my attention, it gave me a little bit of anxiety by watching it for some reason, like, right? Like I was sitting there just, you know, um, anticipation was more there. It was like a good, they did a good job on anticipation. A good spaghetti and a good Western will leave you, you know, leave that space open because, you know, it's the West and it takes a long time to travel places and it's the old school. And that, and by having that space there, it kind of simulates that and so I thought they did a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then you'll get to scenes where 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 nothing happened, right? And yeah. even though this is a restaurant, no one got shot. No one even took out like when they first went to the town after Zazie Beat was her name, Stagecoach Mary. Her character yeah. was, yeah. was captured and they go into town and no one shot anybody, even though there was a little bit uh CJ Siler character wanted that whole uh he wanted to do the quick draw contest, but nothing happened. And I think that was really good because that happens a lot in Western. And, oh, and CJ Seiler. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last R- name right. RJ Seiler. Oh, whatever his name. Yeah, him. That dude. Give me a magic moment later. He played the guy, the kid that was on the spectrum in Power Rangers. He is a dynamic actor. I feel like he doesn't get enough roles. He is amazing. He is the reason why Michael B. Jordan B. Jordan makes me mad because someone like him, <laughs> not that, not that, not, not that I'm saying Michael B. Jordan's untalented or anything in that nature right now. But I'm just saying, like someone like him who just dynamic. He's just a dynamic talent and he just doesn't get enough roles. Hey, Aaron, Aaron, where is wait, what's the name of the secret identity of Don Diego de la Vega? 
Don De La De La De La La Sierra. No, no, Don Diego. What's the name? Zorro, that? man, Zorro. This magic moment. What I'm saying, Zorro, 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 bro, Zorro, man, Zorro, man. No, man, it's not. You it, hate it, no. it's, it's not a bootleg. This is why LA urban the mall, vernacular bro. is messing up, man. It's Zorro. Pedro, what was his name? Django, Dingle, Bango. I have no idea. Zorro, man. That's why Jared can't relate to like Southern white, Southern men, because it's it's a Bay Area. Uppityness uh, of education that is like, hey man, hey man, you can't relate to the southern man, right? Mm-mm, but see, mm-mm. in LA, we relate, we relate, man. Oh, yeah, you, 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 the western south, that's why the Democrats are <laughs> losing the working class. Oh, it's the western south, anyway. Hey, if you, you know, if you, if you go from San Diego and you trace a line all the way to the east coast, it's actually farther north than all the south, I believe, is it? Or is it farther south? I can't remember. Oh, well, keep going. It's not further <laughs> south than Florida. Florida is the furthest of the south. That shit is hanging <laughs> out there. Magic moment for saying, that should be their that state motto. Florida, furthest yeah. of the south. Yeah, furthest <laughs> of the south. Wait, what are you saying to Darius? He need a magic moment just for saying San Diego. Sa- he <laughs> said oh, hold on. Retroactive. This magic moment. <laughs> he be saying Mexican and San Diego. <laughs> that's how they say it Pedro how do you say it in LA? A, Mexican thank you that's how we say it in LA man that's the only way of saying it I ain't changing that you the closest LA is so close to Mexico but yet you still every say every black Mexican person say Mexican my family Pedro family everybody on our block we grew up yes. with two Mexicans Danny and Robert Delgado we were tight with them like brothers and we say hey the Mexican brothers <laughs> Quinn, living in LA, do you hear people say Mexican a lot? Uh, yes. See, thank you, thank you, Quinn. See, you know what the problem is, Quinn. See, you grew past the Bay Area. Darius did a little bit too, but then he came back too much. And he also married someone from the Bay Area, so it hurt him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Bay Area is a nice bubble. I like the bubble up here, but I also understand it's a bubble, right? That the world outside this bubble is way different. People in the Bay Area think that whatever's going on in this bubble, everyone feels and acts the same way outside of it. That that is true. No, nah, I feel I feel this about everybody else. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> My nigga, I don't know if pronunciation is a bubble. All right, I just want to it, is. it is. It uh, is. Uh, pronunciation is. It, it flows with accents, right? It flows with accents, just like Spanish has different accents in different countries, whether it's South American countries, Caribbean countries, or even in Spain. Yeah, and my same Mexican is an LA, is an African, African American LA dialect. The only LA know is when somebody say hard. It's always hard. Like that's it. That's the only LA accent I know of. Like, no, man. No, well, you learning. Me- Mexican. Got- See, I've been cold switching around you guys all this time because I didn't want you feeling that. <laughs> no, I don't want you cold switching. No, I didn't want you guys feeling. I didn't. I was like, man, if I don't cold switch, they might feel like they inadequate black men. So I better cold switch. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, I just put you guys right. down right there. Let's see, see what I got to do. I used to bait. I I use my vernacular to put you guys down. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's move on. Adarius, <laughs> what was the good from the movie that you saw? Uh, the good. I mean, I liked everyone's point. I'll give the movie off off rip like a nine out of ten. I thought it was an amazing movie, but I got my bad and ugly moments as well. Um, but off rip, like the soundtrack, right? So mm-hmm. the way they use music in this movie, Wait, I've you're never- bad or good. Which one do you want? 
Oh, this is my good. good. This is my good. Oh, okay. The, the, the way they use music in this movie really brought me to understand how uh, influential and important black music was. Like, they use a lot of Fela Kuti. They use a lot of, like, Nina Simone. They try to use pioneers of their music genres. But they were using instruments that were readily known in Western Western traditional music, basically United States, white, Anglo, all that shit. Like, they're using the same instruments. And then it starts to peep. I was like, oh, shit, they're using reggae. They're using Afrobeat. They're using all this shit. But it's a fucking Western still. It still sounded like a Western. I was just really keen on that whole moment because, like, it really brought me to a point where I was like, fuck, like, shit, Black people did make everything, including Western music in the genre, even though it's coming at it with new actors and new perspective, a new storyline, the music brought me to the fact that like, oh shit, like they can tell this story authentically because like we authentically have come from the beginning of a lot of places, including music. And so as I was in the whole storyline of it, I was like, fuck, like they figured out a way to take African music, all this other shit, make it feel Western. Shout out to y'all for that. I think Jay-Z probably had a huge influence. He's a huge music lover. And then also uh, the Easter egg. The C.A. Bozeman. It was the yeah. name of the train that they robbed. That's Chadwick Bozeman's initials, R.I.P. Ah, yeah. really, really egg that they dropped there. Chad, Chadwick Aaron Bozeman. Yeah, shout out to them for, for dropping that. Yeah, I saw a little clip of uh, Regina King talking about mm-hmm. that. She's like, oh, yeah, one of my favorite things about the movie yeah, was that they they put that little Easter egg in there. And she's like, you read it closely, you see that, that that's an homage to, to Chadwick they Bozeman. Like, if you didn't, if you knew, you knew. So it was like, they just showed it. And then like, they kept walking and gave him like a whole like 10 second, like shot out pan. So that shit yeah. was dope. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That was cool. For sure. Um, I did, I did, I did, you know, I was uh, caught off guard by, you know, the mix of music, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't withdraw me from the fact that it was a Western uh, for me. So don't, don't, don't talk about the music. Yeah, yeah. Go to good. Go to good. <laughs> All right, Quinn, what's the good? Yeah. I, wanna, yeah, I wish I would have yeah. been after yeah. dark. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, let's get to the, the bad, the bad. What was bad in the heart of they fall for you? What was something that you noticed that you were like, that just wasn't very good. That was bad to me. I wish they would have done it differently. Pedro, <laughs> what was something that was bad to you? Of course I watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The music. Oh. I was like, wait a minute. Did I just hear a reggae tone? Or did I hear reggae in this damn Western? I was so hyped. <laughs> Did I just hear a rap song in this Western? And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, hold on, wait a minute. Because you kind of put me out of the space. <laughs> when I heard that, and I heard that, I was like, oh no. I was like, damn, I wonder, I wonder if he's playing that out of his satchel and on his horse. Does he got a sound system in his horse? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of niggas got shot to Bujabantam, Pedro. Just want to let you know, a lot of people have been shot to Bujabantam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but, but that was in that was in Kingston. That was in the movie Belly, nigga. Uh, I, so come on, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but the music kind of put me. It, it upset me because I was watching, I was watching the movie, and um, I was like, yeah, it's this going to be a dark place. And then he's riding a horse in the town. I guess the next cutscene. 
And that came on, and some rap song came on, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Stop the beginning. I'm glad I watched the whole thing because I really enjoyed it. But I was about to say, hey, I'm going to put this on pause and tell Jared and go somewhere with this bullshit. <laughs> no, I don't need to hear that. I need to hear soul music. I need to hear blues, something like that, you know, so church music, church hymns, that, that old Western, if I can hear, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but and another thing that was bad to me, you know, well, I don't even know if it was bad, but after the, the first scene, when you get into the movie, I actually wanted more ruthlessness. They kind of pulled back a little bit. I kind of wanted to go that be that hard to the whole movie because the first couple of scenes was like, man, this is dope. This is going there. Uh, dude, the dude, the actor, the main actor, what, what was his name? Jonathan Majors. I wasn't, I didn't know too much about him. I, I love the guy now. Actually, I'm a fan of all these cats. These, this, this was the excellent job. It was well acted, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was well acted. Well acted. I was you know, like, man, look at this. a certain actor. I think that helped it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, I mean, Michael B. Jordan got it. He's got a lot of the climb after this. <laughs> Every, everybody in this movie was. He acting. had a ladder to climb before that. What are you talking about? <laughs> he had a ladder to climb after I watched the episode of Sesame he, <laughs> these men, I'm, I'm, I know I was supposed to be on the bad, but these men was acting. I was kind of wanting, I wanted, I wanted more niggers. I wanted more N-words, although the black people say niggers a lot. I wanted more white people to say it than Regina King just lay into them. You want see so you want you wanted more like Django. You wanted it to be a little more like Django. Yeah, kind of kind of like that. Treacherous Trudy was gangster. The, the music to me was really um kind of almost turned me off for a minute. I, I'm glad I just, I didn't let it bother me. This just wasn't time period appropriate. I got to push back on you, Pedro, on this music thing, because everything about this Black, everything even about having a Black Western is just about kicking you in the nuts. That's what this whole concept is. So every single thing that they did was another way for them to change your expectation. You have a, a, a Western, all black people. That's your first thing is like, this is kicking the, the genre of Westerns in the nuts. Mm. And then you have these powerful, badass women that are riding alongside. These black folks are so bad that if you even say something that's gonna sound like nincompoop, they're gonna shoot you, you know, because yeah. they're that bad. And so every single thing, even though it is a spaghetti Western, it's, it's flipping everything on, on, on its head, everything that you expect and know. And the music also does that. You know, it's like you you do expect, a, mm-hmm, you know, you expect mm-hmm. sort of soulful or, you know, iconic American sounding, conquering the frontier music. But they're like, no, like this is a kick you in the nuts project. You know, we're, we're going to make you, we're gonna defeat your expectations and actually do better with it. And what is also very, very cool about those choices is that every, just like you, I, I think Aaron was saying earlier that he was anxious, you know, he had all this anxiety. You're just sitting on your seat, waiting to see what's gonna happen next. And I, and I, I think- I was anxious you, too. You know, yeah, exactly. Like you do I was that anxious with, Oh, you were anxious too? Yeah. I no, I wanted, I wanted more. I kind of wanted more treachery. I, I kind of, because it was. It wasn't enough treachery? To me, I was like, I, I kind of wanted even, it was some spots that was missing. There was some spots where, they, you know, you could see they were trying to pull it back a little bit. But I was like, man, Quentin Tarantino, this hoe. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just still, I mean, even with Tarantino, though, he still builds to like the big finale. You get a little bit here and a little bit there. And then no, the finale, the finale was great. Right. I mean, that was great. I do kind of wish they kind of would have fought it out at the end. Mm-hmm. That was another part of my bad. What a hand fighting? Shoot him or something. I don't know. It, it just wasn't. You wanted, you wanted what you call it to get, get some too. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to see one, how, how so bad Rufus Buck really was. Because he was a bad yeah. member jammer, but he was very measured and very reserved and, and calculated, Ooh. which which makes him a bad bad man. But yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. like he had to also put in some work to get to that reputation, too. Um, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. I get what Pedro's saying. I kind of sensed it, too. But, it yeah. but the songs they chose didn't really... Like, shock me in a way well, yeah. that threw me off. It, well, that was I, I felt thing. like it was... They, they melded into... The character and the persona of the story. Well, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't think. I didn't. I didn't like the reggae. If you would have kept it to the rap, because you know we're not in Jamaica. I'm like, where's that? That just takes me out of the. Yeah, I agree with Pedro. It took my spirit. Yeah, it took my spirit right out the movie. I was like, I felt like I was back in watching 42 again, right? Y'all just mad because because they 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 trying to take away from that that humble regular old white man that you tell the white southern man. That's what that's what this movie. I'm a southern black man. I'm a southern black woman. All right, Aaron, what was your bad? See, my bad's a mix between things, right? I wasn't a big fan of the music. Like when I watched that movie 42 and they had the Jay-Z music playing, that just really upset me, right? I was just like, come you on, You niggas man. are like, getting old, man. You niggas are getting old. It's not old. It's just like, you know. Not like, the happening. No <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're trying to open up. You're trying to open up. The, the, the movie started off with the word scroll, scroll. And it said, it said these characters did exist during this time. So for me, it's like, if you're trying to show that, hey, man, hey, black people existed during this time period and they were cowboys and Stagecoach Mary is a real person. She worked for the post office. She carried a strap. Bill Pickett exists. Matt Love existed during this time. I can understand it's not a, you know, it's a, it's a reference story, a likeness story, but I move away from like when we start putting modern day music in it. It's not about, I'm a rap fan. I'm an I'm a R&B fan. I'm a black music fan. I listen to jazz. I listen to all of it. You listen to Toya, 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 Toya. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it just, to me, it just didn't work, right? It just didn't, it just doesn't work for me. And I don't mean, I mean, other people work for it, but for me, I just feel like you're trying to set a place and a reference. Why do we have to move to like, hey man, I want young people to really be able to relate to this. It's like, no, I want young people to see that this was the goddamn wild, wild west. This was the west. This was frontier time. So we'd rather have Will this isn't Smith the 80s. singing a uh, singing a rap song. Hell no, a- Wild Wild West, that horrible movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, part of it, I was putting it on the director. I didn't know that the director. That's so that Seal's brother, the director, right? I was wondering why Seal was in the picture with him. I didn't realize. Okay, yeah, that's okay. his brother. Okay. And I and you know, and I don't like when you don't notice, but I got a little bit of a. Uh, I tend to talk shit about Black British people, right? <laughs> Um, black Canadian people and, also. And black Canadian yeah. people more. Black Canadian people more because they ain't go through shit. I, I talk shit about black British people, but I have more respect for them than I do for black black Canadian people. Talk about someone being on third base and then talking about, hey man, I I grew up in I grew up in, in, in Jim Crow time. I'm just mainly referring to Drake though uh, and Andrew Wiggins. But anyway, I read this book a while back called Journey Through the South. 
And the guy was a, a black British guy. He's older than me and I'm 45, middle age. And he talked about like, when you grew up black in, in, in England, you look across the pond for like your culture, kind of your blackness culture, right? Because he's like, in England, we weren't treated great all the time. He was like, we were still treated like citizens. We didn't get to call ourselves African English, right? Like they weren't like, we're African-Americans. Like it's this separate culture we have. It was like, we didn't have that. Like everything we did was English. So we looked to get a lot of our, our black culture from America. And so part of me was thinking that's why he put in all this damn music, right? That search for like, hey, I want to connect the black culture to this. That was my part about the music. I just thought he was, the director was trying to make this whole, you know, there's like a deeper issue when it comes to black English people and that connection to America and that connection to black culture that they're still, that they're still defining and they still look to America for their black culture. Where like, I don't know, I was, I was trying to figure that out. Like, what is this? Is it part of this? Is it part of that whole connection piece? Um, and was it because in that book, Journey to the South, the guy retraced the he retraced the uh, freedom rights. He was the one that brought to light that high school in Mississippi that had the two principals, the white principal to handle the white kids mm -hmm. and the black principal. He was the one that brought that to light. Gary Young is his name with the E on the end of it because he's British. So, of course, he got an E <laughs> on the end of it. Gary Young. And so I don't know. I just thought about that. And, and that's so what was your bad. The music. Okay. <laughs> Biggie said, it's not even my bad, but I'm going to sit here and just try and. I know. I, say it I was, I was going to say something else, but I think it's the music. I can't get past the music. Uh, yeah, I the can music. see that. <laughs> I can't get past the music, man. I mean, there were, there were black singers back then. No, they had that woman in uh, Trudy's Lounge uh, dressed like Mystique flipping around while that other woman was singing that old song. Maybe you fast oh, forward a little bit. Maybe you put a black spin or you put an R&B or hip hop spin on old white music from then. Do something like that, you know. Well, that I gotta be been, a white man. See, that's probably no. I'm saying, I'm saying, taking some frontier music and steal it and and put and you know and take it and steal it like you know, sort of like what the Beatles did to all the black music back then, right? <laughs> you take it, you steal it, and you put it out. Fuck the Beatles, and <laughs> I, right? especially Paul next? McCartney. Is he dead yet? Can I please go next after this? Henry Louis Gates the third nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Adarius, what was your bad from the movie? Oh, thank you, Henry Louis Gates, for that. That's about this. I appreciate it. Um, I'm not gonna go back on a double rebuttal of music. I'm gonna let it go, but I am gonna say something about shit these niggas love. My bad is gonna go to who the fuck casted Deion Cole. <laughs> I forgot he was in the movie. Man, he did, a, he did a good job eating that bloody ass steak. He got a shot and was doing a limbo. And then it was like, oh, Deion Cole just shouldn't have been in the movie. They could have got several homeless men. They could have got anybody. I mean, literally anybody to play. <laughs> R. Kelly. R. Kelly. R. Kelly's roommate. They could have been a white man. <laughs> I don't care. Deion Cole was not. Dude, it was just bad. And maybe because he's a funny dude, he was trying to stretch, but I couldn't take him serious, y'all. I'm sorry. So that was the bad. That was like the straight up bad for me. I was like, this is just bad. I was like, is that Deion Cole? I was like, that, that's Deion Cole. Um, all right. And, 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 and which character and, was he? I don't remember which one he was. He was the he was the sheriff that got he's beat just, and kicked out of town. He's the sheriff of um, oh, and then he blew up himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. he got blown up. He got bloated up. Spoiler yeah, alert. I Let's get to our WTF. So final takeaway from the movie, um, the WTF, something that made you, that wasn't bad or necessarily good, but something that was peculiar in the movie that made you say, what the, what the, what the fudge? Ah! 
AG3. AG3, what was your WTF for this? My one? WTF was, uh, uh, what's his name? Lakeith Sanfield. Lakeith Sanfield. Great yeah. actor. Man, he embodied cool in the beginning of that movie. I like how they did his character, the what the F, because this isn't my what the F, but how he went from being like the super coolest person in the world at the beginning and then the person you loathe at the end. Love that. He did it well. My what the WTF moment is, why the hell was that motherfucker wearing diamond stud earrings in the movie? <laughs> He just, like, he, just took, he just he just he just took mine. So I, <laughs> oh, that was yours. <laughs> yeah, you don't have that. And, I, and, and everything Aaron was gonna say, he took it right out of my mouth. You took, you took <laughs> because you I thought took... I, I love I love the key stand here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> act, he can act. Yeah, I googled you. <laughs> he had diamond earrings. It's a western of darts. I'm sorry, they didn't wear diamond earrings. Hold like on, this. what kind of he would have been Aaron? shot alone. A Western, dude. This magic moment. Western, how I say Western in L.A. Did you say Western <laughs> career college, too? <laughs> Man, it's a Western movie, just like Western at Western in L.A. <laughs> how do you they spell go, Western? Hey, hey Pedro, Pedro, I've never Pedro. heard Western with a C in it. What's the street? Western with the R after the T. Pedro, what's the major street if you're going down Florence in between Van Nuys? There's some letters, Van there's some letters and that are Vernon. new in <laughs> Western? <laughs> Did he just say it like I said it? No. no Pedro, say it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Side by side. Pedro, say say the word. Western. Baron, say the word. It was a Western movie. <laughs> this magic moment. Are you talking about uh, Winston? They need to leave the Bay Area. These, these are two fools. These two dudes need to be, leave the Bay Area for a couple of for about three years. <laughs> They need to go live somewhere with some more black right, Aaron, Aaron, I'm gonna, move to I'm gonna name the cities you can't move to. Aaron, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna move to the East Coast and I'm gonna come back to the Western. I might need you guys to live in South Carolina for a little bit or something. Aaron, I need Aaron. an all black town. Say it one more time, Aaron. Say it one more time. Uh, what Western? Try again, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Western in a Western movie, nobody had no diamond earrings. I don't that see Clint Eastwood. Clint, Clint. I mean, he would have got shot. He would have got shot by his own people for them diamonds. Yeah. Think about it. He told the uh, your boy Rufus Buck told the little kid to pick up the gold, the gold, the gold fillings in yeah. his own mouth. No, go what about his, the dude got diamond earrings on? Yeah, he would have got yeah. shot by his own people. The person yeah. who sold him the earrings would have shot him in the back. That's how bad he is. He can walk around with them diamond earrings. He would have got shot by Rufus Buck himself. Come on. They didn't have no money. They didn't have no money. Jared, Jared, I need he would have shot him for the earrings. I need to cut up all the audio. I need, I want to hear Aaron say, them niggas from Western San Diego <laughs> is whore. Right? They all, they're all Mexican. That's how you said whore. You say hard. You say hard in LA. Pork, 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 Mexican. Pork, pork, Mexican. Western. They don't know what the word belling means, Pedro. It's a war. Belling, mobbing, scrapping. Oh, uh, shit. All get right. my squab on. My squab on. You ever heard of get my squab on? I just heard someone say that in an interview the other day. It was a rapper from LA, an older one. He was like, Yeah, man, I used to get, I used to squab, get my squab on. Mm -hmm. Quinn, what was your WTF for the movie? My WTF was I really could not place where the hell Regina King was supposed to be from. 
What was that accent? I do, seriously. <laughs> some of the, I, I, I'll say some of the accents, mm-hmm. they were like kind of in and out at times with some of their yes. characters, which they I was like. Inconsistent. Even Cherokee okay. Bill, he had like sometimes mm-hmm. where I was like, is he talking with the accent or is he just talking like Lakeith Stanfield? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> talking right. like he's Western yeah, or, yeah, or a weird Negro. I was like, was he supposed to be part Native, Cherokee <laughs> Bill? Because he, he yeah. had an accent. They all had weird Western accents. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. I think the the accent she was going for was Geechee. Is it is that what they call it? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, trying to think it's New Orleans to have a Geechee accent. Kind of like a Geechee Southern, yeah, Cajun Southern. Geechee. Yeah, I think I that's know. what it she was going for. Like that. I don't it know. Didn't sound like a Geechee. Yeah, accent. so she was. So she's from New Orleans. Her, I mean, her her true life characters from New Orleans. Uh-huh. Okay, that that didn't sound like anything either. It didn't sound like a Geechee accent. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was a bad job. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was that was the one thing that just and the music didn't take me out, but her accent kind of kept making it kept making me bump a little bit. Like I don't know what that is that she's she, doing. Her family I, I out wanted, there crying to see her her throat was slit. I, <laughs> I was I wanted more of her shooting white folks <laughs> on a nigga. I that to me that was dope. <laughs> <laughs> The way you stupid! Wow, <laughs> I enjoyed that there just wasn't a lot of white presence on the screen. Period. Yeah, it didn't turn into yeah. like a black versus white restaurant. <laughs> I was happy they didn't do that. Not a lot of that, but I think uh, if I was the Indian community, I would kind of be upset because they wasn't represented in this movie. Mm. I mean, well, it was it took place in the American South Page on that way out there in the uh, South, uh, Southwest. I thought, Asia. It was meta, I, th- I thought it was West. I thought it was more Oh, you're West. talking about the Native community. I didn't know. The indigenous community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about Indian. Because there, I, I want to say, yeah, it was, um, it was Nat Love. He was half uh, Indian or, I mean, Native American. I thought Cherokee, the Cherokee person. I think two of them were. Oh, it was two of them. It was two yeah. of them. And um, Rufus Buck actually ran with um, some Hispanics, too. Paige, you coming out with all, like, you were 1970s. Mexicans. <laughs> Hispanics, Mexicans. Indians. I'm sorry, Mexicans. He ran, with, he ran with Hispanics. Paige, <laughs> sound like he worked for the city and, controllers. And, and, I'm bad. They didn't show, I didn't, they didn't show the Orientals fixing the road. That's <laughs> no. Orientals. That's the only thing you're missing out there. Exactly. <laughs> Orientals and <the> Irish. <laughs> uh, you know, I would also like, you know, speaking of, speaking of the different races, like, in the very beginning, the Scorpion dude is a Latino dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to know, like, so obviously Rufus is in, in those days, back in the day, 30 years before, mm-hmm. he has sort of a diverse group of folks that he was running with. Like, what happened to that? I, I kind of, that's yeah. like the most minor point, but like, mm-hmm. like he walked in that place with just a Latino dude. It was him and that dude and they, they had their thing. And then all of a sudden he has this all black entourage. Like what happened yeah. to... That you yeah, you know, my my WCF, there was two things that got me. First one was I wanted more of what was Rufus Buck's vision for Redwood. And she's like, I'll go to the ends of time with you if you, you know, <laughs> as long as you you dedicated to that. I'm like, well, what is that to create a town for black folk, create a, a bus, a growing metropolis or a growing area for black folk to be safe and have their own area? Is that what it is? You didn't really get that. So it was like almost like I wanna like if that's the case, then I kind of almost want to root a little bit more for Rufus Buck. But then the other thing that really got me that had me say what the fuck is ain't no way 
an old ass white hair crack ass motherfucker who's willing to call a black woman a nigga is gonna stop a motherfucking train dead on his tracks to not run her <laughs> nigga ass over. <laughs> like it's a nigga on the track. Well, it's about to be a nigga under the track. Maybe he <laughs> she's wearing like an officer. Was she wearing a soldier's uniform? But no. I was thinking that same thing too. I was like, the 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 train got a cow catcher on it. Why yeah. can't he hit a woman on a horse? Mm-mm. A person yeah. on a horse. He couldn't tell who it was. Especially trains back in that day. Imagine he stopping after going that fast. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not just gonna run a person over. I'm like, man. It's too late. She got to go. She on the tracks. She about to be. She, she about to be niggas, somewhere spread her along these I'm tracks. I mean, outside my house, y'all. Niggas, are what? what? Niggas is shooting outside. My oh, house. that's what broke the uh the broke the glass. I, I thought someone broke into it. That's why I'm ducking in the kitchen. <laughs> what? Why are you back on this call? <laughs> <laughs> well, last bit of news, and then we're gonna uh, get ready to end the show. Um. Kanye West came out this or last week uh, on Drink Champs and had this to say about OnlyFans. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to text these girls a DM or whatever they do on OnlyFans because I, I get my OnlyFans off of Reddit. I bootleg the OnlyFans. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so. You want to bootleg OnlyFans? <laughs> gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> you as an artist, <laughs> would you want people to bootleg? <laughs> um, what you know what? You know what, Jared? You, you ain't even gotta say anything, Jared. I'll start this off. That's the smartest thing this man has ever said and done. And, the only, and that's the only thing me and him got in common is bootlegging OnlyFans from Reddit. Just, but it don't make sense because with his salary and my salary, we shouldn't be bootlegging the same things. <laughs> This makes me think that he's a little more sane because he said, you know, they're going to get mad at him as an artist. No, they're going to get mad at you because you got millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, b- billion. He's a billionaire. Come on, Jared. Come on. Hey, hey, but you, don't, and don't him also, you and him probably spend the same amount of money on haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he had it. That's a haircut. I thought he, got, he cut his hair thought, that way. I thought he got the whatever Chris Gatlin had that surgery on his head. <laughs> Scar like, I thought that was a scar. Yeah, I thought that was a scar on his head. This man, this man got a haircut looking like the Eternals symbol. Um, so I'm just happy you didn't play anything that he said insane. He says a lot of insane things. Yeah. Quinn, Quinn, was he insane before the Kardashians? Ooh, that's a good question. Or is it all post Kardashian? I don't think it's all post Kardashian. I think the Kardashians helped. Was amplify. he just as insane? They amplified it. I do agree with that. They amplified everything and they. Wait, hold on. Let Quinn answer. Oh, yeah. Me and Jared have been ahead. battling Sorry. over this. Right, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good question. I, I'm like trying to, I'm trying to think of the last album before he was a Kardashian. What was it 808 and Heartbreaks? Man, one of them crappy albums. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think, I, I think that's the moment where he's kind of started something was going on. Yeah. He must, he, what? Yeah. Yeah, he's a little, he's a little, yeah. It wasn't just the Kardashians. They okay, like, what year did he, he have the kid with Kardashian? Well, he started messing around with her in 2010 or 11. No, and they had 12. The kid, I thought we said They had 12. the kid, in, but they were starting to mess around before that. They didn't have the kid right off the bat. They were right, together messing around. Because what, that, whatever that girl's name is, I can't think of what her name is, the bald, the one with the- Amber Rose. Amber Rose, yeah. He set he, him he, off a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah. he was licking her head and wild stuff then, yeah. too. So. Adarius know about Amber Rose. Oh, Jesus. is that right? <laughs> yeah. 
Kanye, I, mean, I think Kanye, everybody still takes the fact that he had a bad car accident. Mm-hmm. You know, he's concussed. Right. Not right. well. You talking about years when later? he broke his jaw? <laughs> yeah. You talking yeah. about 30 years no, ago? No, he had a concussion. Yeah. You need to call Will Smith out for this one. <laughs> hey, man, he's not, he's not healthy. He's take, he was taking all kind of opioids for that. Damn, Pedro. You first you be still you know. now you put the opioids in the dude system. No, no, he I said hate it. to hear what you say about me. No, he interviewed. Yeah, you take opioids, but you just do it because you're a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he talked about it um, in all his interviews. This is not news. Talking about the depression he went through when his mother passed away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was taking drugs, he couldn't sleep. Yeah, money. I mean, yeah. you know, those those all that's a that's a quite a cocktail. Yeah. To get money, power, and then have you know sort of the the residue of that accident, your mother dying. It's it's it's, it's a lot. And that's why I say that the the Kardashians amplified it because they're such a unique situation mm-hmm. in, in their own right, and for him to be thrust into that, embedded into it, and becoming part of that family. Anything he does is positive publicity. Anything he says is positive publicity. No, at that point, you're that big as influencers. There's no negative publicity. Even in cancel culture, there's really no negative publicity they can have, especially as artists that are putting out more products. And he probably has no nobody telling him no. Everyone's probably glazing him. That's why I always say that Poopity Scoop song was just an indication of how far he has gotten where he's like, I can just make a beat and say literally shit on it. It's going to go viral. People are going to love it. Wait, there's a song called Poopity Scoop? Mm -hmm. He just he goes on a song and just says Poopity Scoop. Scoop de poop. Mm-hmm. That's how it would happen though, Jerry. See, this is how this is how bad information gets spread. Nah, like he I'm literally gonna... just did that, bro. Fake news. No, I got. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to yell that. All right, Darius, you know, tell I... us about the Amber Rose and the poopity scoop. <laughs> oh, the Amber Rose. I'm not, and I don't know which one about Amber Rose, but the poopity scoop thing was a beat from him and Drake. He gave the beat to Drake, and before Drake could put out the song on his album, he released that so he can release the beat under his name, under his identity. So Drake couldn't use the beat for his album. Or Drake had to pay royalties, right? They would have to pay royalties as a sample. So what he did was he decided to, I guess he gave the beat to Drake. Drake was supposed to use it. And then when Drake left his studio, that's when the beat started. So he decided to just record Poopity Scoop for a whole <laughs> minutes. So now Drake can't use that or he has to pay Kanye. He, it was a dick move. It was less than a, a psychotic move. It was more of a dick move. So I just want to let So does Kanye not like Drake? Because this could make me a bigger Kanye, make me a fan. Uh, Yeah, they go back and forth. They're, they're, they're yeah, no, they have beef. They have an ongoing beef, beef right yeah. now, Aaron. You might need to join the The enemy, your enemy is your friend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I guess the nigga is Canadian. But what I'm saying to Darius is when that Poopity Scoop song came out, he wasn't like, I'm putting this song out because I got a beef with Drake and I don't want him to use this beat. No, he literally just put that song out with his little album. People were like, yeah, did yeah. you hear I'm the Poopity sure Scoop song? I'll be honest with Darius, I, I'm, I'm kind of with Jerry. He could at least put a verse on it. He raps now. It would be hard to put a shitty verse on there. Or it's, he could have went out. It's a Kanye troll thing to do, man. Like, that's an actual really good Kanye troll he could have went out and got home dude from the clips that hates Drake too, who would have easily put a verse to it real quick, he probably for free. Oh, to drop a verse and it would have been fire. I hear you. And I never heard the Poopity Scoop song, but it sounds <laughs> trash. But to me, most of the songs nowadays sound like Poopity Scoop. The beat was kind of nice though. No, because it was supposed to go to Drake. It's purpose, purposefully trash. I, I will say to the Drink Tim's thing uh, and the whole Reddit thing, Kanye got way too much money to be doing that petty shit. Um, <laughs> And especially coming from an artist, if you're going to do the whole OnlyFans thing, that's like basically watching, uh, what's that shit called? 
Versus. That's naked versus. That's all that is, is watching naked versus. And they're going to start making you pay for versus. So I think you should pay for OnlyFans. I'm going to be honest, Darius. It's even worse because even when you go through like Reddit to get to OnlyFans through Reddit, you only see like really the stuff that most people are just trying to promote. It's basically like a 14 year old masturbating to a JC Penny catalog. That's what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and that's what he's doing because it's yeah, like bringing us into his childhood. <laughs> No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do none of that, Jerry. I was a Christian boy. I didn't. That didn't happen to after I got up here and got to college in this Bay Area bubble, and it screwed me over. Trust me, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron had every ounce that his body created. Only the only way it left it was in a dream that he couldn't control. And that was for years. That was until I had my first moment. You know, Aaron's nickname used to be Missionary Grayson. Come on. No, that's my, name. Good, my name is uh, Missionary right now. <laughs> I was a good Christian boy. I was a good Christian boy. That wasn't happening. But yeah, yeah it's, it's basically that's what it turns out to. It basically turns out to like, come on, man. You just you ain't even looking at the videos or nothing. You just scraping the scraping the surface. I don't I don't know much about all that stuff, but it just sounds very lame. Like, <laughs> come on. Like you are you are Kanye West. Like, like you could actually have a real person. Yeah, over, exactly. You know, you could like, go into any bar right exactly. Now. Like it's just it just like seems- I if I go to a bar with Pedro, we just the two old men at the bar. <laughs> he going to any place right now. He Kanye, right? And he, man, I just go to OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. You talking about a, tr- a diabetic truck driver and a diabetic edu- educator? Now, this is that, could the- a, that could be a good racist joke that Pedro tell a diabetic truck driver, and a diabetic <laughs> educator, and a devil walking to the bar. <laughs> yeah, start that one, Pedro. Think of that one. Well, Kanye you know, this, left to go watch OnlyFans on Reddit. This is the same Kanye who was doing his 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 um his you know Christian religious albums, and he was telling people not to oh, have yeah. sex, premarital <laughs> sex, and he's oh. telling them he's telling them not to like have premarital sex, like just like literally like within this past year. So, Wasn't he having that Sunday service? He's been doing that for years now. The Sunday service. He, was, thing. he, was he ain't doing it no telling, more. I forgot about him. Him and before him and Kim Kardashian started breaking up. Like one of the things that they were arguing over was he was telling her she dressed too provocatively, and yeah. so now he's yeah. over here with. In addition to all the stuff you're talking about, been him being a good Christian man and all that kind of mm. stuff, looking up bootleg OnlyFans. Like, yeah. <laughs> he bootleg it all. <laughs> yeah, he's just. Uh, it ain't sinning if you don't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh cutty corner shout outs cutty corner shout outs cutty corner shout outs is the same way in the show on where everyone gets a chance to uh rant complain or highlight something positive you just want to you know put a light on but cutty corner shout out gives you the chance and gives you the floor to speak something that's on your mind and just get it off your chest so cutty corner shout out cutty corner shout outs it's it's, it's Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, hold on. I got to forward this on this Reddit page to somebody real quick. Get around the Kanye. Um, yeah, my, uh, my Cutty Corner shout out goes out to myself. It goes out to myself. Um, a few, uh, probably about three or four weeks ago, I think at Darcy was on the show, I made a comparison 
trying to compare Little Nas X and his career to Madonna's, right? Mm. And I said, maybe he's the modern age Madonna, right? He's all about shock proof. He's all about doing these things. And he's all about like, you know, and, and he's living his life for him. And he's, you know, and I, and cause I read an article and it was, you know, in the Guardian and it was talking about when his music catches up to his celebrity, he'll be great, right? He could be great. So, and I thought the same thing, like, man, if his music could just, if he could just work a little bit more on that, you know, he got the celebrity thing going on. He got the shock thing going on with the shoes, with the releasing the video with that song. That was actually a good song. Him giving the devil a, a lap dance. I was like, man, this is, this is like right out of a Madonna page when she was like a virgin or, or in that, that video with Jesus Christ. Remember she was walking down like a, like a prayer, maybe. Yeah. It was like a prayer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is right off this page. But then he goes ahead and he takes it to a whole nother level, man. Like Madonna was on this big, higher, like career path. Like if I'm a shock, we're going to go straight to the top and we're going to stay up here. After I do this Jesus thing, I'm going to date Dennis Rodman and hop on uh, and Lenny Kravitz and everybody else and, and just and Sean Penn and get beat up a little bit. You know, I'm going to do my thing, right? This man this week, Jared, and during all his research of many hours on the internet looking up trash, sends me uh, a preview of this week's Maury Povich show, which... A lot of people don't know this. Mario Parvin's show uses actors. I knew someone whose brother was an up-and-coming actor, and his agent got him playing one of the guys who, who DNA tests supposedly came through the Mario Poker show. That was what he used as like his kind of B-reel for when he was going out for auditions back in the day. I don't know how it happens now, but back in the day, you know, that was one of it was part of his tape, and his agent hooked him up. So I'm sitting here, and Jared sends me something of Lil Nas X that he would be on the Mario Poker show with an ex of his who has a wife and kid and they're doing a DNA test with that ex over some new baby. I don't even know what the hell's going on, but I'm sitting here like, man, you just stooped to the bottom. I'm over here comparing you to Madonna. Someone told me I was wrong. Then. <laughs> Someone told me, Aaron, you're going too far. I would not go that far. Thought about it. And I was like, well, let me just put some thought. I'm still going to stick by it. No, I was wrong. Cause Madonna would not have turned around and been on Phil Donahue. You want to turn around Springer. back in the 80s or the 90s going Jerry Springer. Ricky. Exactly. Madonna would have been like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing limits to the top and I'm staying up here. And it's the Maury Povich show. It ain't even like it's something like anything else. Like, oh, man, I went on Oprah Winfrey talk about how I was just, you know, I was jilted by my ex when I found out he was married and had a kid. No, no, I'm going to Maury Povich show and do the stupid ass, fake ass DNA stuff. And they keep calling him by his name, Montero. You know, <laughs> so Cutting Corner shout out goes out to me for believing in somebody, for, for thinking he had a higher way of thinking. This is, I just, I need to go back to my jaded self and don't believe in nobody except for, you know, and not believing, not believing someone like Lil Nas X. Not that I was believing in him anyway, but I just, for comparing, I should have just let the shit played out. That was my problem. I, I heard that. I, I spoke too soon. I heard, I heard the episode starts off with. When you been fish yesterday, knuckle. You been fucking around? Nope. Let me smell your dick. See, I also <laughs> back in the day said Tyrese was going to be one of the best actors of all time. I really be fucking up on my pronunciation. <laughs> no one should listen to me. Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? I do. And it goes out. I was going to give one to all of us, but it goes out to me. <laughs> Last week, I, um, I kind of gave a cutting quarter shout out to Call of Duty Vanguard. Playing video games, I realized it had a story. And um, this story is pretty good. 
on Vanguard. It does show the history of true black leaders. It shows the history of women in uh, warfare. It shows the story of uh, different continents coming together to fight one evil. And they did it pretty good on here. Short, it is short, but they did a decent job. And the cutting corner shout out goes to me for judging a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah, read, Negro. Do you have a cutty corner shout out? I always have something to gripe about. So yeah, I got one. All right. All right. <laughs> um, this week, I would like to uh, give my shout out, my gripe to Nicole Kidman. I do not understand what's happening right now. I, I, I love the idea that female actresses are able to sort of prolong their careers in ways that they haven't been previously able to do it. She doesn't have to play some old grandma or some aging woman getting her second wind. She's still, you know, a, an actress that's getting really good roles. I just don't understand why she's getting all the roles. Everybody was talking about that Nine Beautiful Strangers show. And I don't understand why what, what people enjoyed about that. And I don't understand how they believed her strange, supposed to be Russian accent. <laughs> I, I, I just don't understand what people are seeing that I'm not seeing in her. Now she's playing Lucille Ball in this movie. And, you know, one of the things about Lucille Ball, she's one of the most iconic faces out there. You know, you can't just have anybody doing that. So really got to be a great pairing. And she has such an interesting story that nobody ever talks about. You only talk about like the I Love Lucy show, but like, she's, her background is crazy. She used to run around with gangsters and, you know, she was starving in New York. You know, she has a very interesting background as does Jesse. Uh, he was he was a womanizer and was sleeping around with a bunch of women. He, he had to flee Cuba. His house was burnt down to the ground by some rebels because he was one of those, you know, rich white Cubans. But we're going to get this movie and it's just going to be Nicole Kidman with that face that she now has that is not a recognizable face doing a terrible accent <laughs> of a person that has such an iconic voice and an iconic face. And... Somehow, I just feel like it's going to be an Oscar movie, and it's just not going to be an Oscar movie, but we just are being force-fed it, and we're going to have to enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. She needs to go ahead and smoke about 12, a couple of cartons of cigarettes a day to get a voice, her voice even closer That's right. to Lucille. That's My girl, right. Lucille McGillicully, Arnaz, <laughs> Desi. She had about six last names. Love Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to um, the prosecution in the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, mm. case and Kyle Rittenhouse for doing that fake ass crying he was doing. It reminded me of a couple of different things. I, I remind me of Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he went to the Michael B. Jordan acting school the way he was crying. <laughs> he must have. <laughs> Who was it that was crying that couldn't shed a tear? There was somebody in some movie or show. Uh, that was Tropic Thunder. Your boy couldn't oh, yeah. shed a tear. Yeah, he couldn't shed a tear. Yeah, that somebody's like, man, he remind me of Lincoln Osiris. And I was like, no, that is Tug Speedman who couldn't yeah, get the Tug tears Speed, out. Tug Speedman, yeah, just over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? Now, I was reading an article today, and it was talking about the the complex situation that the prosecutors have in getting any kind of guilty verdict because they responded by charging him as an adult and throwing out first degree murder, first degree homicide, blah blah, and all these heavy charges that made people like you know, the public fervor, be like, yeah, this is what we want. But they're charges that they literally cannot prove. And throughout this case, 
it's been proven. Like the motherfuckers he shot were also like they were in a crazy mental state potentially. Also, they were in an elevated mental state. So all they're doing is tearing down his any type of premeditation. Like now, granted, the little motherfucker went into what you can consider. Cat Williams said, "What did what did the tiger do to deserve that? Like you go into the tiger's den, and you bring a gun." And you expect not to have to use it to survive. Like, don't go mm-hmm. into a situation across state lines in a whole nother county that you don't live in because just because you idolize police. No, no, that's 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 idiot. That's an idiotic decision. Like, I, I idolize this, that and the other. So I just go there and I just do shit. And then also I got to shoot people like, no, that doesn't. That's not how it works. Like you, you boil it down to that. You put yourself in a situation where you were armed to the teeth in a situation where it was already not a good situation. And you're the one who now has to defend your defend yourself with quotes, I will say. And you want people to not to be like, no, nah, you should be held accountable. Now, was it premeditated? Well, to the degree that he brought an arsenal of guns with them, yes, it was premeditated to some degree, but was it premeditated to kill those people? And were those people not necessarily, you know, you know, assaulting him or trying to assault him or being threatening to him? Uh, it's been proven that they, they that there were some threats thrown at him and people were trying to get at him after he shot the first dude at least. But yeah, people were not treating him in a, in a safe manner. But he also showed up with guns. Like, that's the point. Like, you don't walk into, like, if he walked in there and was just like, I'm just trying to stop y'all from, de- you know, desecrating this building. And they were like, well, we don't give a fuck, but you have no guns. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way different interaction. And maybe you get beat up, maybe you don't. But you having guns and telling people they can't do something when they're already fucked, the police is the issue. You are putting yourself in the place of where the police are not even at. Mm-hmm. That is on you, brother. Now, you know, you're my brother. That is on you, though. Regardless of the fact, his parents need to be held accountable. He needs to be held accountable. And they're not going to be able to convict him on these first-degree murder charges. No, and I hope But so the I prosecution is fucking up. But at the same time, like, the fact of the matter is, is he doesn't make the decision to show up there armed to the teeth in a situation way out of his own county and town. Those people don't die. Those who might be might be being charged for, for, for you know, criminal mischief and... And, 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 you know, the damages and stuff like that, they get there, but they're not dead. We don't have dead people. And the, and the craziest part, my conspiracy part, is that they're trying, to, they're trying to rationalize the killing of these other white people for showing support of a black cause. And when they show you that, they show that to media, like these white people's lives don't matter because they were supporting black lives. Mm. That's like the second layer that's cutting down into the deep embedded root of this white America. Aaron says that I'm always trying to hate on and I don't get because I just don't get it because it's embedded. Well, I am saying embedded. you ain't trying to hate on. I, I just want people fucking up. Shadow. Shadow. people fucking up Target right now, man. I, I'm not I saying I want, want them fucking up Target either. I want, I, I want to be able to go pick up some of my some of my oat milk and ain't some nobody of my woke that. juice. Ain't nobody said my woke juice. All I'm saying is that. Where Darius gonna pick up his oak latte from Starbucks at? All I'm saying is that is that it's the the layers of the perspectives that are placed upon us through media and through legislated means of you know execution, like how they how they adjudicate the legislation, and they're gonna find ways to adjudicate that if you are supporting the the black cause or a black life, your white life is devalued tenfold or is devalued the same. And that's 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 the terrible part. But regardless of which, that little boy needs to go to jail for at least some amount of time. That little that little boy's family needs to go to jail for letting him have uh, access to an arsenal to bring across state lines. It's not like they ass dropped him off. But whatever the fact of the matter is, prosecution you done fucked up and you're fucking up. And, and that, that, that 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 judge is letting you know you done fucked up because he out there defending the boy like it's his goddamn grandson. So fuck everybody involved. Fuck the whole situation. And uh, may we find the motherfuckers who killed Ahmad. Ahmad Arbery guilty because the motherfuckers is definitely guilty. Shout out sponsorship. shit.
Darius. Do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Uh, yeah, to the nigga who got his car <laughs> shout out. That's that's all I got for today. That's that's enough. That's Did the, the police ever come out? Yeah, what happened come. with that? Oh no, right, man. I I have no idea. There was a my wife just got home. She asked on what what happened when y'all were on the podcast. She's looking at me like, what the hell? But um, <laughs> definitely get the cutty corner shout out. Uh, and then you know my alternate pick always goes to Jared. Jared always gets my cutty corner shout out, mostly for being himself, which no one can stand. And <laughs> I just always like to, you know, tell the fact, you know, uh, Quinn, this is your first time with me on the podcast. This is my podcast. Oh, uh, I got gentrified out of the podcast. <laughs> but, hey, but as you learn, as you learn with your neighborhood, gentrification sometimes is only only a partial thing. Come back. <laughs> I, I created this podcast. I. I realized, Jerry, as I give you my cutting point, I'm going to start my own podcast, uh, focus on LGBTQ community. It's going to be called Bi Score, and I'm going to have guests that go both ways. All right? That's my next <laughs> Bi Score. I'll find a way to gentrify that show, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know you will. I know you will be all Irish white dude. I'm, I'm going to go on that show with your first guest with me, Jay Montero, and the real Montero. <laughs> yeah, Aaron. Aaron, listen, you still say Mexican, San Diego, right? Western. I, I, I need a, I need a co-host with that. That's because I'm bilingual. I speak English and, and urban Los Angeles vernacular. I, I want my co-host to be able to. That's why, I co- that's why I'm coming on your show as your first guest, because I'm bilingual. I need, my, I need my host to read and have perfect pronunciation. That's why my co-host will be Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 